In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Four thousand years ago. Four thousand years ago. That's when Abraham in the book of Genesis lived. That's twice as long as it's been from Jesus to us. We're talking about a long time ago. As you can imagine, 4,000 years ago, there were very few human beings on the planet. Abraham could walk all day in the land of Israel and never see another person. So people back then had this profound idea that to encounter a stranger was a gift. And the encounter could change you forever. In fact, even more, when you encountered a stranger, you were likely to hear from God. Now, we obviously don't think that anymore because our lives are crowded with people. But that's the way they thought back then. Every time you encounter someone you have never met before, God may speak to you through that person. It was noonday and things were really hot in Israel at noonday. And you know it's a dry and arid land without very many trees when they name the trees. Abraham was sitting under the oaks at Mamre. So evidently there were a couple of oak trees that were so popular, everybody knew exactly which ones. And he had pitched his tent in the shade and he was sitting in the entrance of his tent looking out over the vast expanse of nothing, maybe some heat waves rising above the ground, and, and way out in the distance, he sees three people who are walking towards him. I wonder if his first thought was, maybe this is just a mirage because I'm so lonely or bored. But Abraham gets up immediately and he starts running towards these strangers in the heat. And when he reaches them, he falls down on his knees and says, welcome. Come with me. You can sit under the tree and I'll give you something to drink. I'll, I'll wash your feet. The strangers come and Abraham scurries off to his servant 
and he doesn't end up just giving them water, he ends up killing a calf for them. Now, there was no grocery stores back then, no McDonald's. You couldn't just go and buy a hamburger. If you had a calf, it would grow up into a cow that would produce milk. But the meat of a calf was the tenderest, best-tasting meat. And so Abraham slaughters this calf and gives his best, his very livelihood, to these three men that he has never met before. And they eat under the trees. Now, as you know, Abraham and Sarah were very old, and they had been asking God to have a child for their entire adult lives, and they had given up. But at the end of this meal, these three strange men say, Sarah is going to have a child. And Sarah's in the tent. I don't know if because she was a woman, she wasn't allowed to join them, or if she was just shy, but she, she bursts out laughing. And when her son is born, she names him Isaac, which in Hebrew means laughter. Do you know quantum physicists tell us that the smallest elements, photons, when they interact with another element, even to look at each other, even to observe, they change. Even at the most tiniest levels of the created world, just looking at something affects the thing that you observe. We are changed every time we encounter someone. Last week I went to General Convention, which is a once every three years gathering of the Episcopal Church And I've got to be honest with you, I was really dreading it. I love the Episcopal Church, but like all Christian denominations, we're a disaster. You know why? Because God doesn't run the church, people do. And I love our church. I love that we rely on the scripture and this ancient worship that we do, but we also rely on reason. So you don't have to check your brain at the door. And we do these awesome things like let women be priests and I can marry my gay and lesbian brothers and sisters and thank God for all that. But we're also democratic and we have to vote and we argue and we, oh, and these meetings that happen once every three years, well, they last from morning to night, and I get so bored. <laughs> but I want to be of service to God, and I think this is the least inadequate church on the planet. 
So I was on my way to general convention feeling a general sense of dread. And I was in the airport surrounded by people as we always are. And I said a prayer. I just said, God, would you help me just be of service? Just put me to use. Help me do something worthwhile. I get on the airplane, seated in the middle of a big airplane from Jacksonville to Atlanta. I'm sitting in a window seat, and next to me is sitting this little boy. He looks like he's about four. He's very fair-skinned, white, light brown hair. And next to him is a beautiful young black woman. She seems to be with him, and I think, oh, that's lovely. She's probably adopted him. They don't look biologically related. She smiles at me and says, hi, I'm Diana. I said, hi, I'm Kate. She said, I'm a social worker. This is CJ. And I said, hi, CJ. He didn't say anything. He was holding on to the armrests for dear life. Diana said, I'm taking CJ away from his mom and her boyfriend, and I'm flying him to Virginia so that he can stay with his Nana. CJ looked at, at her and said, where's Emily? And she said, she's behind us with Nancy, they're okay. Diana looked at me and said, Emily is his little sister. She's only three. I noticed that CJ had an Etch-a-Sketch, you know those things where you can draw and then you erase it? He said, we're going on a big airplane and it's scary. And I said, yeah, it's a big airplane, but it's safe. Do you want me to draw the airplane on your Etch-a-Sketch? Yeah, so I drew the airplane and then he erased it. And then he said, draw it again. I drew it again, and he erased it. We did this over and over again. Meanwhile, Diana, who looked very tired, had fallen asleep. And then we took his little model airplane, and I showed him how we were going to go on the runway really, really fast. And then we were going to go up in the sky, and then we were going to be in the sky, and then we were going to come down, and we were going to be on the runway running fast. And he wanted to know about if we were going to bump when we landed, but he kept saying, the airplane is very big and very safe, and I'm going to Nana's house. And I said, yes. And we drew the airplane and erased it and drew it and erased it. We went up high in the sky, and he looked at the clouds, and I said, isn't it beautiful? Beautiful, he said. And then, as we were halfway through the trip, he looked at me and he said, I like the airplanes. I said, great. We kept on drawing and drawing, and when we landed, he waited for the bump, and it wasn't a bad one at all. The pilot did a good job. As we were getting off the plane, Diana turned to me and she said, who are you? <laughs> I said, I'm a minister. And she said, you're an angel.
You know the word angel, it just means messenger. And anyone can be a messenger. Anyone who shows someone the love of God. I told CJ I was really proud of him. And when we landed, he said, let's do it again. <laughs> and I pray for him every day. You know, when Jesus showed up at Mary and Martha's house, they reacted to him as their stranger guest who would eventually become their friend in two different ways. Martha got all busy and started worrying, but Mary was the one who sat down and just listened to him and let him change her. And Jesus would say, Mary has chosen the better part. In fact, throughout Christian history, We've been taught that when we encounter a stranger as Christians, it could be that that person could be Jesus. So we really have to listen. You know, I think in the end, we're all sort of hurtling through space just like CJ in that airplane. I was looking at the, did you see the new New York Times pictures of outer space? They have a new uh, telescope that's better than ever and you can see huge nebula and all these stars and I'm thinking, wow, we're just these tiny little creatures holding on to the seats as we hurtle through space wondering what's coming next. But in the midst of all that, as tiny as we are, God is speaking to us all the time, giving us opportunities to show someone a little love or to listen to what they have to say. Opportunities to be changed every day, all the time. It's just up to us to see. And you, my friends, you are angels, messengers of God. So after this service, I want you to go out there and show them the love. Amen. <laughs>